Hi guys, I'm Lainey Travis, and I want to welcome you to the Gospel on the Go podcast. If you're anything like me, your day-to-day life is busy and your schedule sporadic. So finding time to connect with God during the day can be challenging. This podcast offers short, power-packed Bible messages in under 10 minutes, making it easy to incorporate God's Word into your day-to-day life. So whether you're commuting to work, carpooling kids to soccer, folding that last load of laundry, or sitting in a waiting room, Gospel on the Go will meet you where you are and make it easy to connect with God and feed your soul. Gospel on the Go will air a new episode every Monday and bring the truths of the Bible into your busy life. Welcome to episode 16 of Gospel on the Go. This week is titled Man Overboard. Today we're going to take an up-close and personal look at the Old Testament prophet Jonah. But before we do, I want to begin with a personal story. When my husband Reese was in college, he went deep sea fishing with his dad and brother in the Gulf of Mexico. He remembers going out to sea in a small fishing boat to fish for sharks. The waves were extremely rough that day, and Reese said the boat began rocking so violently he remembers thinking, I wonder what would happen if someone fell out of the boat. He decided if this happened, he would yell, man overboard. And he says he remembers wishing someone would fall out of the boat so he could yell this out. Well, God answered his private prayer. The boat hit a large wave, and Reese's brother Josh went tumbling out of the back of the boat into the shark-infested waters. Reese was the only one who saw him fall, and he immediately yelled with all of his might, Man overboard! Reese said the boat driver's head popped up and he turned on a dime and rescued his panicked brother Josh out of the deep. Josh was terrified he would be eaten by a shark, but thankfully he made it back into the boat safely. Well, this leads us into the story of Jonah. Jonah had a similar boating experience. He too went overboard into the sea. But unlike Josh, Jonah was eaten by a giant fish. Well, who is Jonah? Jonah is an Old Testament prophet who resided in Israel. A prophet is someone who speaks on behalf of God to the people. The book of Jonah gives us an unusual perspective of a prophet. Many books in the Bible regarding prophets are about their message. But the book of Jonah is about the man. In Jonah's story, we see his internal struggle with God. We see his selfishness, his stubborn personality, his immaturity, and even his rebellion. Yes, Jonah was a servant of God, but he was also a man, and he was riddled with imperfections and flaws, just like all of us. I believe that when we look at Jonah, we're going to see parts of ourselves in his story. In Jonah 1, 1 through 2, the Bible says, The word of the Lord came to Jonah and said, Go to the city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. God asked Jonah to do two things. Number one, go to the city of Nineveh. And number two, preach against it. God is telling Jonah to go to this city and tell them to repent of their sins and turn to the true God. He wants Jonah to warn the people of Nineveh that if they continue in wickedness, they will receive God's judgment. Well, Nineveh was the capital city of Assyria, and Assyria was an evil empire. In the time period between 786 to 746 BC, which was in Jonah's day, Nineveh had a population of 120,000 people. It was the largest city in the world. The Assyrians were ruthless, pagan people known for their skill in torturing their enemies. They had a scary reputation. They were enemies to Israel. God told Jonah to go there, and Jonah didn't want to go. Jonah had a deep-rooted hatred for the Ninevites. He wanted nothing to do with them. Jonah wanted to stay in Israel and continue sharing God's messages with his own people. Jonah didn't believe the Ninevites deserved God's mercy or forgiveness. And I want to pause here. I think if we're honest, we can all be like Jonah sometimes. There are those people we think they don't deserve God's love or mercy. We don't want to share our God with them. Maybe we don't have hard feelings towards anyone, but we're just indifferent to the lost world around us. We're happy in our circle of faith, and we don't care enough to share it with the lost world around us. Well, the Ninevites were a people that were given over to evil and darkness because they didn't know God. No one had told them. And God loves all people. 
God told Jonah, you're the man for the job. I'm sending you. How did Jonah respond? In verse three, Jonah ran from the Lord and headed to Tarshish. He ran the opposite direction of Nineveh. Nineveh was a 550 mile journey from Israel, but Jonah goes over 2,500 miles across the sea to Tarshish. It says in verse three, Jonah went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that port. And after paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. He paid the fare. He's paying his own way. He's exerting his independence. He says, I'm taking care of myself and I don't need you, Lord, to provide for me. It's my money, my plans, my way. What did God do? God chased Jonah. Jonah got on a ship and headed across the sea. And it says in verse four through five, the Lord sent a great wind on the sea and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid and each cried out to their own God. This wasn't just any storm. This was a supernatural storm. And it's important to note that God didn't need Jonah to complete this assignment. He could have sent someone else. Our disobedience doesn't thwart God's plans. He can and he will accomplish his will another way. But God wants to include us. This was personal. God wanted to do a deep work in Jonah's heart. God chased him. God chases you, even in your rebellion, even when you try to pay your own way. He doesn't have to use you, but he wants to. God wanted to soften Jonah's heart for these people. Well, the storm is raging. How does Jonah react to the storm? In Jonah 1.5, it says Jonah went down below deck where he laid down and he fell into a deep sleep. Notice the word down is used a lot in this story. Jonah went down to Joppa to get on a ship. He went down below deck and now he lays down to go to sleep. He is sinking further down into disobedience. The boat is tossing violently in the storm and Jonah sleeps. This is strange behavior. Jonah didn't want to face the consequences of his choice. He is not ready to surrender. In verse six, it says, the captain went to him and said, how can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us and we will not perish. They went on to ask Jonah, tell us, who are you? What do you do? Where do you come from? From what people are you? And Jonah answered, I am a Hebrew and I worship the Lord God, the God of heaven and earth who made the sea and the land. This terrified them and they said, what have you done? The sea was getting rougher and rougher. So they asked him, what should we do to make the sea calm down for us? And this could have been a turning point for Jonah. He could have gotten down on his knees and begged God for forgiveness. He could have told the men, take me to Nineveh. But instead, he said, pick me up, throw me into the sea, and then it will become calm. Again, he is choosing to go down, down into the depths of the sea, down to his death, still not wanting to comply to God's will. He would rather die in his pride than surrender to the will of God. They took Jonah and they threw him overboard and the sea grew calm. But the Lord provided a great fish to swallow Jonah and he was inside the fish for three days and three nights. Jonah's going down into the depths of the sea in the belly of a giant fish. This was a weird way of bringing Jonah to a place of surrender, but it worked. For the first time in the book of Jonah, in 2.1, we see Jonah begin to pray. Jonah prays for his life. He says, in my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From the depths of the grave, I call for help. Jonah goes on to compare his experience inside this fish to being in a physical hell. It was suffocating. He was claustrophobic. It smelled. It was nauseating. His skin would burn from the acidic environment. Jonah continues to pray, Lord, you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the deep in the very heart of the seas. Yet I will look again toward your temple. He says, you brought my life up from the pit. He's looking up. He hit rock bottom. It says in verse 10, the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah up onto dry land. Jonah had been down, but now Jonah looked up. His prayers went up to God. God brought him up from the deep. The fish threw him up on the shore. And then God said, now get up and go to Nineveh. In Jonah 3.1, the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, and it did not change. Go to the city of Nineveh and preach against it. Jonah 3.3, this time Jonah obeyed God. Jonah went to Nineveh. On the first day Jonah started into the city, he proclaimed God's message. And in verse 5, it says the Ninevites believed God. 
they immediately repented and turned to the true God. In verse 16, when God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he had compassion on them and he did not bring upon the destruction he had threatened. I want to pause here. I've always wondered why God had a fish swallow Jonah. And I looked up the gods that the Nineveites worshipped, and I found they worshipped a fish god called Dagon. Dag means fish in Hebrew. This god was half man, half fish, like a merman. Fish to the Ninevites were deity. So in God's sovereignty, even in Jonah's rebellion, God set Jonah up for success, and that when the people of Nineveh heard from eyewitnesses that a giant fish had vomited a man up on their shore, word throughout the region spread, and this gave Jonah credibility with these people. Bible scholars believe Jonah would have looked like an albino man, bleached white from the acid in the environment of the fish. He would have looked divine. God used this strange transportation to reach these people for him. As a result of Jonah's message, the entire nation repented. It's the largest revival in the Bible. Over 120,000 people came to know the God of Israel. But what's interesting about this book is we don't hear much about this miraculous event of the entire city being saved. This book is about God and Jonah. Jonah rebelled. God chased him. Then God creatively brought Jonah back into his will and he used his rebellion for good. If you, like Jonah, are running from God today in some area of your life, know that he loves you. He is pursuing you. He desires you to turn back to him and surrender to his will and to his love. Thank you for taking time to listen to the Gospel on the Go podcast. And I pray these Bible teachings bring the life-changing power of God's word into your everyday life. For more resources, visit LaneyTravis.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share this podcast with someone today. Also, mark your calendars for March 8, 2020, and join Lainey at her women's conference called Take Heart. It will be a night of encouragement you don't want to miss.